Hell yeah! Woo! Hoo! Ha ha! Hey ho ha! Live! Sometimes I think you forget that we're here. From. This is long pauses. Ari is on vacation palooza. Yeah! Yeah, I think Jesse's already sad that Ari's gone. It's yet another Manic Monday edition of Business Pants. Joined by the Lord of the BS, Matt Muscardi. Yeah. It's true. I'm here in it, spirit. In today's Flemmy ESG throat clear. <clears throat> hmm, good timing. <laughs> called May 15th, 2023. Sexy story updates and a nerd alert. Do we have a nerd alert? I do. I have a very short nerd alert. Perfect. Of course, I used it as an opportunity to pimp our product also. You say very short, but I'm scrolling ahead. It doesn't look short. Oh, it is. Okay. I mean, it, it's. I have like one thing to say. Well, I have about 47. Ready? <laughs> yeah, I can look. see all the things. Ready for a news roundup? Come on. Yeah, let's do some newsy roundup. Why is it always that music? Hey, feel free to source some other sound effects. Why do I hate that music so much? Am I like anti-American? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, right, you ready for some news, Matt? Let's start with Elon Musk. <laughs> oh no! Do we have to? Here's the f here's the first tweet of the Linda Yaccarino era. She's the new CEO of Twitter. She says, "This is to Elon. I've long been inspired by your vision to create a brighter future." I'm excited oh. to help bring this vision to Twitter and transform this business together. This is literally the worst tweet. <laughs> That's more, but that let's just say we, you know, we work in the CEO realm. That's a, that's way more ass kissy than we're used to seeing. I know. There's not. I mean, especially this doesn't on typically Twitter, happen. I mean, on uh, like you you don't need to kiss ass on Twitter. That isn't that the place where you spread QAnon conspiracies? Why are we doing this on Twitter? Brighter future, does that involve spaceships exploding? Rockets going boom? It does make the sky brighter. Ah. I have two more Elon Musk related stories. Do you want them or do you want me to toss them out? <laughs> okay, I'll actually let the, I'll let you decide. Uh I mean let's just get them out of the way. <laughs> okay. Let's just do them. Wikipedia founder. I love when founders fight. Wikipedia founder blasts Elon Musk for caving to Turkey's censorship demands. So, oh, he did. He caved. Yeah. So Mr. Free Speech, Elon Musk, caved uh, to the the current administration in Turkey. He, he took off some information from Twitter. You know, he did some censoring, even though he bought oh, Twitter to stop the censoring. Right. Oh, OK. So what did Elon have to say? Did he have to say <laughs> this, is, this is funny to me. Elon Musk defended the decision, arguing it was better to remove any offending tweets the government required then throttle his business in Turkey. Oh! <laughs> and and that at least, Matt, at least he's being transparent about it. That's what he said. <laughs> so he, what he said was, Mr. I'm Free Speech. the same thing. The same thing that, that Jack Dorsey did. Twitter used to do. Yes, the exact but same thing. But I just thing. said it out loud to you and of course the uh the founder of wikipedia jimmy wales responded this is what it means to treat freedom of expression as a principle rather than a slogan he's oh. he's saying like the way wikipedia handles things is you know they're not hypocrites anyway 
Oh, well, I don't need founder feuds. I like founder feuds. That's really what I'm going for. Also, in the Elon Musk world, billionaire investor George Soros' fund dumped its entire Tesla stake. I ask you this, because you're our expert on the woke wars, right? The anti-woke. Should should George Soros be allowed to make this decision? Or should he be forced to keep... Because this is probably a woke move, right? Should he be forced to keep his stake in Tesla forever, no matter what happens? Um, I feel like he smells like ESG or something. I don't know. I feel like he should ask Vivek because he funded Vivek's education through his brother. Yeah, that's true. So maybe Vivek should weigh in on this. Vivek is the one who needs to. Although Vivek's last weigh in was not great either. So I'm not sure where he would go with this. Uh, two headlines from one of our old favorites, Peloton. (laughs) Long winded scream. (laughs) Peloton stock hits all time low after company recalls more than 2 million bikes. I mean, how many did they sell? Like that has to be all of them, right? (laughs) 2.05 million. That's everyone. And at the same time, Peloton CEO, Barry McCarthy receives a pay raise. Oh, that's so quaint. When are the, when is Peloton getting their Glass Cliff CEO? So this happened in a 10Q of all places. They announced the competition committee is giving him a, a increasing his base salary from 1 million to 1.25 million. And here's why. You want to know why, Matt? I do. Because a CEO Barry McCarthy, he very greedily agreed to take over Peloton by by having a sign-on options award worth of roughly $200 million, right? That's a lot. But, and nothing else, just options in the $1 million salary. But here's the problem. He took that option award valued at about $39 last year, and now Peloton's stock price is under $8. So he realizes he needs some extra cash. (laughs) He's not gonna get it from his greedy stock award, right? He's screwing himself by sucking at his own job, so he asked the compensation committee to give him some extra scratch, right? I like this. Yeah, and here's what I learned about that compensation committee that gave him a little bit of a bonus, even though the company is absolutely tanking. The compensation committee chair is Jay Hogue, okay? Oh, yeah, our favorite. Jay Hogue is a co-founder and general partner at TCV, and that's where CEO Barry McCarthy happened to serve as a consultant. He served as that's a consultant so at TCV. That's so weird. And, I see the way that works. <laughs> and Barry McCarthy was CFO of Netflix from 1999 to 2010. Compensation Committee Chair Jay Hogue has been a director at Netflix since 1999. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> just weird coincidence. Yeah, just a bunch of weird coincidences going just, on. I mean, right. like, who would have thought in a world full of people that they would end up at all the same places? Yeah, so the person who wrote this pay raise uh, article, you kind of missed that little side note, but whatever, now, now you have it. Yeah. Although, let's be fair, $250,000 pay raise to a I don't care. CEO. I don't care. It's, it's funny to me. I don't really care. And it, what's funny about it is, I bet you if we looked at his mortgage payments, mm-hmm. it's the difference between the $1 million and the $1.25 he just this, got. That's this is what, what is. happens when you just, you're rolling the dice, you take the big gamble, you're like, yeah, I want the $170 million option award because I'm a greedy bastard. That's what this happens. What, <laughs> this is what happens when you take the big gamble when you call your friend Jay, who's on every board you've ever been on, and say... What should I do? Uh, Forbes magazine selling itself, Matt. We got a lot of media mix-ups. Oh, yeah, Vi- Vice Media is going bankrupt. 
Yeah. Well, this is sad to me. Okay. Forbes magazine has a new majority owner. It's 28-year-old billionaire Austin Russell. Oh. Who That's just turned me. up recently in one of our uh, corporate theater sketches because he's a good buddy of um, Liz Holmes's new husband, Billy Evans. He's their, their bro- oh. They're tech bros. How dare you call her Liz? <laughs> they're uh, being the Liz. So Austin Russell made his money in self-driving car tech. He's the CEO of the company Luminar Technologies. They're in our, they're in our database. They have a $2.1 billion market cap. They posted sales of $41 million last year, Matt, and they've never been profitable. Oh, well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> but somehow he has enough money to buy somehow Forbes. He, somehow he can buy all of Forbes. <laughs> and it says that he plans to serve as a visionary for Forbes brand. What does that mean? Is uh, that a I, that's just an executive plan? It means that's he took off his plan? it means he took off his shoes at a business meeting, I suppose. <laughs> he wore Tevas that time. Yeah. Um uh, uh can uh, it's a little bit sad with Vice going under mm-hmm. and Forbes getting bought. Yeah. That do we need to go bankrupt in order for a billionaire to throw money at us? Is that uh, what needs to I'm happen? I'm willing. I know you're probably I willing. Mean, look, we're on our way. So just give bankrupt. it time. That would be exciting. But Come yeah. on, we even have a data product. Yeah. We're not even just a bunch of blowhards. And we're about to have a, a platform that has news on it, right? So that could be a I Fort mean, version we're of Forbes. viable. Yes. Yeah. Just, just do, <laughs> do us. Speaking of Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light. <laughs> oh, we're, 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 oh, nice transition. I saw what you did. Ah. Ketchup boat guy plans to paint a Heinz bottle on his new boat after the company came up with more cash. Remember there was a guy who he ate ketchup for 24 days on sea and he survived and Heinz gave him like $10,000 and now they're giving some more money and painting his boat. I ask you this, Matt, would, is the, the, the anti-woke, the, all the Vivix and all the, the Kid Rocks, will they be mad at this? Is this okay? Wow. Is this okay? Is, is he trans? He's black. Oh. This sounds like a diversity, maybe a diversity hire, and he's and he's French. That could be bad too. I don't know. I'm just asking. Oh, double you. knock. Is oh, this a problem? Really I just want to know. Is this a problem? I don't know. This is a really good question. Um, you mean a really stupid ketchup. question? You can say eating <laughs> <laughs> ketchup for 24 days uh-huh. and painting a Heinz bottle on your new boat when the company paid you. Right. I'm gonna go with woke. Yeah. Woke. Yeah. Uh, the the shit show that we've covered a lot a lot over in the NFL, the National Football League, at the Washington Football Team. Now now they call themselves the Commanders. Terrible name. Uh, they're finally this guy Dan Snyder. He screwed up for decades. One of the most horrible human beings uh, known to the planet. Really, an excellent fail upper. A har- harasser, an abuser, uh, just a, a terrible person. And then after he was caught harassing and abusing women he put his co- his wife in charge that was his like haha moment yeah so now gotcha he, so now he's being forced to sell which i know he's probably sad about because he loves being a uh, an nfl team owner but he's getting six billion dollars to sell his stupid sports team yeah <laughs> jokes on us i i guess uh, <laughs> we all lost <laughs> so here's who's buying the washington football team it is a group led by josh harris he is the uh, he co-founded Apollo Group with the man a man named Leon Black, who we covered here extensively because Leon Black 
paid Jeffrey Epstein $50 million after it was turned out that, that Je- Jeffrey Epstein was convicted for oh, horrible. Really? You know, the, the NFL has high standards who they yeah. take in as an owner. And then I wanted to point out, too, that one of the other major owners is a man named Mitchell Rails, who we've talked about here, too. He's the founder of Danaher Corporation. Danaher has one of the most impressive female power gaps in our database, Matt. They have women represent 29% of the board, but only 7% of its voice, only 7% of the influence. Uh, well, I think they're also controlled. Who so cares? Only kind of, I, only kind of I, I got our board sabermetrics data into the story about selling the Washington Commander. That's all I care about. Yeah, well played. Thank and you. That, <laughs> you just sold, a, sold uh, one subscription. Also in the ownership group, uh, uh, Eric Schmidt, former CEO of Google. Oh, really? How did yeah. he sneak in? I don't know. What, he, he gave him $5 and a bag of peanuts? I analyzed this list of owners. It includes uh, Magic Johnson, but it also includes just a bunch of... It's just If you're a founder or CEO of, of a dumb company, you can be an owner in the NFL. This is what I've learned. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. We're that? Like, like Michael Sapir. Michael Sapir is the co-founder and CEO of ProShares, an asset management firm that launched the first U.S. Bitcoin-linked ETF. <laughs> why don't we... Uh, right? Who is this? Why does Austin these idiots? Russell bail out our failing media company? We can take that cash... Wait, we're and not technically failing of... yet, are we? <laughs> well, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm working towards failing. Thank you. And then we could take that cash and we can buy the next sports franchise with an owner that gropes everybody. I feel like that's in the cards for us. How about this apology, Matt? We've got a CEO apology story. An airline founder flew to an airport to personally apologize to passengers after they got stuck there overnight. How dare you? <laughs> How did he get there? That, that was my question, too. And, and did they were they allowed to hop back on that plane and go to where they wanted to go? <laughs> The real apology would be to get them on a plane. If you can get there, how are they not? This is the this, the founder of Starlux Airlines, Chang Kuo Wei. And uh, let me tell you this, Matt. This is where it gets confusing to me. Is I, I get the gesture. You're apologizing to your customers. But the flights were canceled due to high winds. Is this <laughs> it? I mean, is this anybody's fault? Not only that, if the flight was canceled due to high winds... How did you fly? That's a, the another high excellent yourself? question. See, I like that you're focusing on the important thing. I'm just focusing on the fact that I would be relieved if my flight was canceled because it was really dangerous outside. I don't need an apology <laughs> yeah. for that. I'm happy. That would be fine. <laughs> yeah. I but I would start to think it's maybe not so dangerous when the CEO somehow flew through the high winds in order to stand there while I'm sleeping in the terminal, covered in sweat and dust from all the like coughing passengers. Stands there and says, we really apologize for making you sleep here and for the cancellation. The high winds were unavoidable. Except you avoided them. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is uh, going on? Cash App founder and CEO Bob Lee, who we reported why he was murdered in San Francisco. Another stupid story that Elon Musk got involved in and screwed up. But I'm not going to talk about that angle. Uh, the story is, is that, that he did. He dated his murder suspect's ex-girlfriend before he started dating the murder suspect's sister. What? 
I shouldn't be giggling about this. I, I, no, but I mean, yeah. these stories. But I have to cover them. This is my job here. I have to cover the, all the stupid out of the CEO world. Well, the stupid part of this is that basically the Bay Area freaked out and blamed homeless people exactly, for that's, this problem. Elon and Musk included. Like, and it's like, it's actually an entire underground of founders and like yes. moneyed tech executives yes. who hang out and party and do stupid shit, which I'm sure the Elon Musks of the world, if not Elon himself, have seen yes. that, that world. Of course. And they immediately all said it was homeless people. Uh, this is why I pulled this story. Bob Lee was part of an underground party scene of sex and drugs called The Lifestyle. Oh, they gave it a name. <laughs> they gave it a name. <laughs> so, Matt, this is the subtext to your horrible CB CEO pay ratios, right? Is that this is what they're using their cash for. Well, this for and buybacks and Forbes. for the lifestyle. <laughs> they bought. They. I mean, like when you start a company that is unprofitable, that still allows you somehow to buy Forbes, mm -hmm. and unprofitable the money that you get word, from yeah. these things, you go and join the lifestyle, mm -hmm. date each other's sisters, mm -hmm. and then maybe murder one another. Yeah. What do we? And we're blaming homeless people. We can't figure out the bro culture no. problem we have. Blade J. Hoag's decision as a compensation committee chair. Oh. Shots fired at J. Hoag. Uh, you mentioned Sam Altman. Open AI CEO Sam Altman is close to raising $100 million for his eyeball scanning world coin crypto project. Matt, <laughs> the startup <laughs> wants to give people cryptocurrency in exchange for scans of their eyes to create a digital identification system that would give people across the globe access to a, a, a crypto token called world coin. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Matt, this place, this startup has already received backing from Andrew. Wait, whoa, whoa, and, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Don't tell me. Yeah. Anything more? Yes. Except, is Andreessen Horowitz one <laughs> yes, of the investors? Absolutely. Is that you're joking? <laughs> it is. It is already received backing from Andreessen Horowitz, right? And from FDX founder Sam Bankman Fried. Uh <laughs> So, so speaking of Look, that lifestyle you just described, this is what's happened. This guy is close to raising a hundred million dollars for this. I'm the guy pretty who's, sure yeah. Mark Andreessen, Sam Altman, and SBF would have all blamed homeless people for the murder too. I don't. How does it? This answers the question: How Adam Newman can mm -hmm. get funding. Absolutely. After basically being and a, you a said con artist. the largest ever, right? Ever you got the largest for Andreessen ever. Horowitz, yeah. yes, after, the largest ever. After investment. screwing up, we work. And if the due diligence process at Andreessen is effectively, you are a founder, and we really like kissing founder toes, then it's not that hard because Sam Altman eyeball scanning world coin crypto project. That's the headline. <laughs> Is anybody doing that? Is anybody doing that? Yeah. Well, maybe the key, maybe the key to Andreessen's heart is to knowing like where the next lifestyle party is or something, right? I guess so. I get, I need to join the lifestyle. Yeah. What would our version be? Would we be uh, the the data queen? I guess that would be no. I, no. I feel the, like we're much more. We're, we're the degenerates. The de of some okay. Kind. Is that why we're not getting funding? That's probably when we go out and party afterwards with all the founders that we know. We do it at a pool hall in Worcester. 
That's yeah, that's our problem. But we're like we're <laughs> trying to get access to the VC cash funded? in Worcester. That's our problem. <laughs> yeah, we should go to we should go to Framingham and see what's going on there. Oh, there it is. Uh, and finally, uh, trying to create a segue for Matt, uh, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink has been preparing five key leaders to take his role whenever he decides to step down. So they've announced. Speaking of naming things, <laughs> they've five. They've They've named their succession process. Do you want to take a guess what the name might be? They've na- they're naming it, Matt. Just oh, like the please lifestyle. Please call it the lifestyle. Please. <laughs> that would be a funny coincidence. No, they're calling it the great race. Oh. And, and this is not a, a, a right wing Vivek conspiracy like replacement theory thing. A race meaning like running for the finish line. That's what they mean. They don't mean. Can you imagine yeah. being labeled as part of the great race? Also sounds a little white supremacist. Uh, no, I, I just pointed out, Matt, it's not that. It's a I'm sprint. Saying, it's a sprint to the finish line. A little, yeah. Just sounds that way. It's, so it sounds like it's five internal candidates, uh, including uh, the man who runs the global commercial business, COO, CFL, blah, 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 blah. Oh, there is some. High level question. High yeah. level question. Yeah. Percentage of women involved in the great race versus Jews involved in the great race will determine whether or not Vivek likes this or not. So um, what are we? What, what's, what's our ratios? I'm creeped out by that. So we have one... One woman, that's Rachel Lord, head of the, uh, who is that? Uh, 20%. Head of, the, head of the Asia Pacific business. One, looks like one person of color, Salim Ramji, head of ETFs and indexing products. 20% and 20%. That's what we got. Uh, and, and to your question, Jewish people, I, I'm, I might guess too, Mark Weedman and Rob Goldstein, but I feel uncomfortable going into this territory. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable saying, in general. Yeah. I'm just saying we've already got all the like we we've moved from Soros to to Fink. Yeah. I mean, it would be a shame if they had to hate on a regular old white guy because oh, that's we true. do know yeah. that the Vanguard what's the, what's the head of Mortimer at Vanguard? Mm-hmm. That guy is not getting any of the no heat press. that Larry no Fink is. It's an interesting thought. There is a one of the people who in the running is CFO Martin Small. That, that seems so, like a good person not to, to get mad at. Prediction alert. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to go with Martin Small wins simply because you can say they went woke if they pick a person of color or a woman. And you can continue your QAnon Jewish conspiracy theory if they pick a Jewish person. But Martin Small Martin Small can stand next to Mortimer Montgomery or whatever mm-hmm. at Vanguard and um, uh, John O'Hooley. What's who's the guy at State Street? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can stand. Oh, you can stand next to those guys, O'Hooley. and no one would know who you were. You, you are referring to the anti-woke war started by, you know, two Harvard-educated men, Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That that's the one fighting the about. fighting the elite. Yeah, fighting the elitists who all went to Harvard yeah. got educated. Uh, Larry Fink told uh, reporters that he hoped to build camaraderie among the five people in competition, but not a competition, so they'll keep working together. So they named this the Great Race, Matt, and he's Larry Fink hopes that it won't be a com- seen as a competition so it's they can not, stay friends. 
it's not like a race race where there's mm-hmm. a first place and a second place, like a normal race. Mm-hmm. They all hold hands to the end and oh. then someone's named first. Oh, like a potato sack, like tying their legs together or something. Potato sack race. Yeah, or, where all yeah. five of them have their legs tied together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I would pay to see that. Larry, get, let's get that done. All right, there's your there's your segue. What can you what can you help? What was help? my yeah. segue? I don't even know. A succession <laughs> planning or or le- um executives who some get picked, some get mad and leave. I don't know. Not even close. Here's no? what we got. No, Here's I your thought, nerd alert. The study right. is who is leaving and why? I yeah, exactly. Thank you. Because <laughs> they're going to pick one out of these five. You know at least two of the others are going to be pissed off and they're going to bounce. And, and quit. Well, yeah. this study suggests that they just might. The Dynamics of High Quality Human Capital Outflows this is the name of the study. It's by Seema Shada. Shadiani of mm-hmm. Saunders School of Business at University of British Columbia. Okay. John Kamire Muller. They always make it hard School. for you. They always make it hard for yeah, you. I know. There's never a name I can pronounce, although I can't even pronounce my name. Um, and Alan Benson of Carlson Oh, you got School, that one. Nailed that both one. Both you, uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This was released in January of this year, mm-hmm. but it popped for me because um, I'll get to it in a second. The gist of the report is really... When people who are good at their jobs, like high performers, yeah. leave the job, yeah. So this would not apply to, to us. Quit? Not a, would right. not apply to us. Uh, it not only does it not apply to us, but I have demonstrable proof that I was either not a high performer mm-hmm. or this is false because no one left after I left. <laughs> okay. Um, they use something called uh, turnover event theory, which okay. is a theory that shows. There are downstream effects on turnover for okay. uh, at well, high performers for the people that stay. But they covered, they studied 1,600 retail stores over almost a two-year period. Just it retail stores, okay. All, nearly a million employees during mm-hmm. the time. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And what they found was um, if you are fired, mm-hmm. if you're a high performer and you're fired, it actually doesn't have much in the way of an effect on <laughs> other people leaving, right? Okay. Okay. So basically what they said is <laughs> you probably, if you're high performer and you get fired, you probably are annoying as shit. No yeah. one's going to follow you, right? Why would it have an effect? Um, well, I mean, maybe you're fired be for being too innovative. Okay. If you quit. Mm-hmm. If, oh, if you quit. like quit in disgust, it changes things. It has a little bit more of an effect, oh. but still not much of an effect. Okay. So yeah, we nobody we don't care each other about each other at work. What, 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 what no, are we doing I mean here? like, well, that's the thing. We both quit. That was our problem. Yeah. If you are laid off, mm-hmm. you it is a monster effect. Wait, what? Really? That's what they said. That's what they found. How so? All right, so they, what they found was if you're fired, there's an additional 0.17 quits. Okay. Like, so you get fired and, like, less than a fifth of a person follows you oh. out the door. <laughs> okay. If Somebody's you, chubby leg. <laughs> they basically are holding the door open yeah. for you with it. If you quit, then yeah. it's 0.23 quits. Okay, all right. After that. So basically a quarter of a person. So it's okay. maybe a leg and a half. Okay. Um, but it's a staggering 2.2 quits per layoff of a high performance person. So if a high performer is laid off, 
oh, so it, it makes like two people get so desperate that they're just like they're they get they enter despair, they get depressed, and they're just like, ah, hey, I, here's I'm not, the working I'm theory. Here. I think the theory is effectively mm-hmm. that if if you are lay off somebody who's a high performer, we should test this that, theory here. There's four of us here. We should test this. Yeah, well, then it would be one person left. Okay, so what? It'll be fun to test it. <laughs> it will be. It's worth the test. We'll just lay one person. Well, mm-hmm. who's the hyper? We just lay off Ari. And we don't have this a hyper. Only yeah, we'll lay off Ari. We'll see what it, and we'll just stare at Jesse and see what she does. Stare at Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> but, so usually it looks like um, uh, people basically fear that they're next. So they quit in advance or, and, or look for jobs in advance. Or is it that when your high performer leaves, everyone else gets nervous that, oh, I'm going to have to do their work. Suddenly I'm going to have to do something because who's going to do their work? I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. Ari's a gone. I, I don't want to do the data work. <laughs> I so, don't want to do yeah. anything that that person no. did. They did she, a lot she of She looks things. at spreadsheets all day. I'm done. Here is... The board saber metrics angle. Are you ready oh, finally. for this? This is see. This is what I was waiting for. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we actually categorize directors as hall of famers, high performers. Yes. We yes. have that as a tag for every director. Yeah. Listen, people. Every director in the world has a tag. Mm-hmm. We we actually do this for everybody. We so have them. I've seen them. them. I've seen them. I have access to them. On the S&P 500 mm-hmm. companies, as of April, there were 111 Hall of Famer directors who batted an average of 752. And when I say bat an average of, I mean they were high performers for earnings, TSR, carbon, and they didn't work at shitty, high controversy companies. Okay, this is, is in the S&P 500. This is S&P 500, 111 Hall of Famers out of 4,600 directors. So okay. there's not that many of them. Right. 99 well, of them on multiple be boards. I mean, Hall of no, Famer, that's like right? Bill Russell level. I mean, we're it's talking top. champion. We're at the top. It's yeah. hard to get there. Um, 20 of these people sit on three or more boards, and a couple of them sit on boards full of scrubs. So here's mm-hmm, what it made mm-hmm. me think. It made me realize there the corollary is a company like eBay. Okay. eBay lost five directors in 2022 is that right five directors including yeah a director named matt murphy who's an all-star yeah. he was batting 645 he quit the board he did not stand for re-election okay this year bob swan who's a longtime director who isn't a high performer himself according to our metrics but is on the board of multiple other companies quit so you're suggesting there, there's a bob swan effect at ebay I'm just saying there's yeah. a Mark Murphy effect. I'm sorry, a Mark the Murphy, a Matt Murphy effect, yes. A Matt Murphy effect. All-Star le- leaves the board of Etsy or eBay along with um, uh, four other people. Like, mm-hmm. the, like the board basically just quit en masse. Yeah. And Bob Swan was looking around, and it was all rookies, and he was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I staying Actually, here I kind of like this theory of I'm yours. out. What, I'm do you, out. Do you have in front of you what what the influence numbers were on Matt Murphy and Bob Swan? Was that that was in the past? It was in the past, and it wasn't that high. Okay, but I don't think that matters. I don't think this is an influence number game. I think this is what the hell am I doing here? I'm a really good director at all of these companies. I think this paper, which was about employee turnover, applies to boards. That is the board saber. I like this. I like this. I like it. In order to find out who the Hall of Famers are on your board, and if they quit, who they might take with them, you need board saber metrics. That's really, that's my sales pitch today. Yeah, I agree with you. 
Well, you have to because you started the company yep. with me. That's it. That's Damian Rollis. I'm Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float. That was some stuff. That was a lot. There was a lot going on in today's show. Corporate Theater tomorrow. In fact, you have a packed show tomorrow for Corporate Theater, right? Yes, yeah, it's Liz Holmes edition tomorrow. Elizabeth Holmes Liz edition. Liz Holmes. How dare you? Yep. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes edition tomorrow. Not to mention the fact that the Corporate Theater players who do Corporate Theater every single week with us have live shows at the beginning of June in Portland, Maine. That's right. Starting June 3rd. Starting June 3rd. Um, And otherwise, you should buy Board Saber Metrics to get all the data until tomorrow 